What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Bootside Sports for the NBA, my NBA segment today. Now, today's segment is part inspiration to the Lakers game played on March 3rd with under the Ty Lue era, the Clippers beating the Lakers seven straight times. And I really feel like it ponders the question now. Is, is Lake Show over? Is the dream of having Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and the great LeBron James in the big three over now? And I have one thing to say about this. And it's not from a, fan, a place of spite, but it is from a place of humility and truth. Lakers fans, you deserve this. Like, genuinely, you deserve this. I'm tired of bandwagon Lakers fans joining on the... Joining on the bandwagon. I have a couple in my mind right now. Joining on the bandwagon. Saying, oh yeah, bro, we got LeBron. Russell Westbrook, Anthony David. Bro, we back. We back. Oh, we won the championship in the D- Disney World bubble ring. Against a tired Jimmy Butler. Who's hanging out with Rachel Nichols. Like, dude. Lakers fans deserve this. Because the entire existence of the National Basketball Association. Not... Not the you know one where like you know it used to be two different divisions that combined the entire existence of that we've had of the NBA after the merger, the Lakers have been happy campers. Lakers fans have been even happy campers. Got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Jerry West. Everybody's bringing you highlights. Will Chamberlain. Everybody was hooping for you, and then you get LeBron James. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's over. Because everybody wants to play for L.A., but not everybody's going to be there for the dry seasons of L.A. People forget what Kobe Bryant went through his final season in the NBA. People really do forget that. You know, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, but he played on a terrible team his last year in the NBA. And, you know, it says a lot because a couple years before that, he won a championship on, you know, with, uh, who was it? It was one of the Gasols, Powell. Paul Gasol, who at the time was a great player. Paul Gasol has great ball handling skills for a big. I really feel like any big, if you watch Paul Gasol highlights, that's who your peak would be because the way Paul Gasol handled and passed the ball was amazing. But I don't want to get on another tangent here like I did in my Aaron Rodgers segment. Let's really go back to the Lakers and their failed experiment. So for starters, I feel like it all comes back to one player as to why this experiment failed. Russell Westbrook. I... And let me start off by saying I'm not that much of a Russell Westbrook hater because I love what he brings to the basketball court at the right time. Russell Westbrook brings energy to the court. He brings such a fast pace of basketball. It is hard to keep up with Russell Westbrook. He brings a good pace. He brings a good energy. He brings good ball movement. He passes the ball, and he rebounds. He's had 20 rebounds in the game. Russell Westbrook had a 20-20-20 game. And when he was with the OKC, he was with the Thunder. And uh, with the Wizards, he broke the all-time leading uh, triple-double record. So why would we hate Russell Westbrook? Well, here's the thing. I feel like Russell Westbrook doesn't understand that there's multiple speeds to the game of basketball. And a great example of who plays the game of basketball at such a great speed every single time is LeBron James. I know it's an easy example to pick, but on fast breaks, LeBron's always one of the fastest people on the court. He's hitting the court the hardest, and he's playing a really good pace of basketball. Transition defense, LeBron always gets back on defense. One of LeBron's greatest highlights ever was in blocking Iguodala and getting back on defense. And then when it's time to slow down, LeBron plays another great pace again. 
because LeBron has slow shots. LeBron has fast shots. LeBron can drive to the rim. LeBron can kick out. LeBron plays a good pace of basketball. Russell Westbrook plays one pace of basketball, and that's fast pace. And some of you guys, people who may not know basketball as much, may think, oh, guys, De'Aaron Fox plays a fast pace of basketball because De'Aaron Fox is one of the fastest players in the NBA. Steph Curry plays a fast pace of basketball. All he does is catch and shoot threes. Well, those guys also know when to slow down. Those guys also know when to get their teammates involved. Those guys also know not to play iso ball. Russell Westbrook doesn't know how to do any of those things. Because even though Russell Westbrook passes the ball, he passes the ball at some of the worst times I've ever seen. Like, you can look up Russell Westbrook attempting to pad his stats, and there will be actual YouTube videos out there of him passing the ball off when he's wide open or him trying to do one of these tip passes or fighting for rebounds with his own team. That's called padding your stats. That's called being a selfish basketball player. And I don't think it's Russell Westbrook in his heart actually trying to be better than everybody else. I just feel like it's he's trying. Or I feel like it's all he may have known. You know, it's, it was given an easy out for Russell Westbrook. Another reason it's failed is because Anthony Davis getting injured. And, like, the first thing I think about, it's hilarious. Whenever Anthony, whenever I think about Anthony Davis getting injured, I think about Chris Stapps forcing this. Because, like, there is a running joke that I have with Sahil, that's like every single year, that's going to happen. Taxes is going to happen. As Chris, and Chris Taps Porzingis is going to get injured in the game of basketball. Every single year. I don't even know how it happens. He's going to walk down the stairs one year and just stub his toe. Injured. Like every single year he gets injured. And I feel like, does anybody else feel like this same trend's happening with Anthony Davis? Uh, it happened last year pretty gruesomely. He sat out a good amount last year. He sat out a good amount this year. He sat out a couple games in the bubble. When he was injured, like very early start of the bubble. And that wasn't that much of a trend then. But Anthony Davis is a key part of the Lakers. Yo, when Anthony Davis was in New Orleans, they weren't much of a competing team. So it's not like Anthony Davis was needed for game sevens. But the toll on players that are on contending teams, the toll that they go through in their bodies is ridiculous. Because you're playing full NBA games resting two days in the playoffs, and then going to play another NBA game. And especially when it's in the playoffs, when it goes from game two to game three, you're traveling. So, and the greatest example is the bubble. There was only a one-day break between games. So you had guys like Jamal Murray and bubble Jamal Murray, best basketball I've ever seen in the bubble. Like TJ Warren, Jamal Murray, everybody was like, oh my, okay, I remember how to hoop now. So bubble Jamal Murray was... D- casually dishing out plus 40 points a night, even though he was only resting one game. And I feel like, uh, you know, on these contending teams, more is required out of you. You are expected to do more. And Anthony Davis hasn't met up to that, you know, requirement. Now, another thing that failed, Kendrick Nunn. I really feel like everybody was hyped for Kendrick Nunn to come off and play well for the Lakers. Kendrick Nunn has been injured. DJ Augustine. He's been playing kind of good, kind of bad, but they expected a lot more out of him. And Kent Bazemore's three-point shooting, I swear to God, Kent Bazemore was bought on as a small forward that was able to shoot threes. He has not done that. Carmelo Anthony, I'm pretty happy with because you're not going to expect that much more out of a guy that's as old as Carmelo Anthony and a guy that's been playing as long as Carmelo Anthony. And he, Carmelo Anthony will casually dish out 10 points a night and get his teammates involved. And the veteran presence Carmelo Anthony brings to a team is quite amazing. If Udonis Haslam can be on an NBA team, there's a spot for Carmelo Anthony somewhere. And then you look at Austin Reeves. 
kid's been playing good this year. Malik Monk started off the season good, played bad. Russell Westbrook played terrible. Dwight Howard, I don't know what he's doing on that team. And LeBron James, who will always hoop. But long story short, because it's time to wrap it up, the reason that the Lakers experiment failed, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis have to get on the same page and be on the court together. When the big three gets their groove going, they'll be a dangerous team. But the thing is, there's no ifs, there's no buts. We made too many excuses for the Nets' big three to see where they are now, right? We are like, the Nets' big three will get together. They didn't get together either. And I feel like the Lakers' big three needs to get on the court. Anthony Davis needs to get on the court. And, you know, once Anthony Davis gets on the court, not get injured again. And Russell Westbrook needs to change his pace of basketball. And maybe the Lake Show can go on. As of right now, Lake Show's off.